What's going on guys? Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to do a quick episode on mini cuts here. Going to try and keep it to that 15 minute mark. We're going to talk about what are mini cuts, why you might do one, what are my thoughts on those reasons. Spoiler, I'm not a huge fan in almost all cases. Uh, we're going to talk about what you might want to do instead. Maybe sometimes that I'm okay with mini cutting, some other takes on aggressive dieting, and then we will wrap it up. So let's kick it off with what is a mini cut. A mini cut is a short diet phase, usually about four weeks, within the context of a longer gaining phase. A mini cut is usually more aggressive. Essentially, you are in the midst of a gaining phase. You've gained more fat body fat than you'd like. You'd like to stay on the leaner side. You do a mini cut, then you get back to gaining. Sounds reasonable enough. So again, why might you want to do one? The main reason is you've gained more body fat than you'd like to, and you'd like to stay on the leaner side throughout this process. Essentially, you want to extend the gaining phase by just going back to a slightly leaner body composition and then getting back to gaining. Two other reasons you might hear is that maybe you have digestion issues and go, you know, uh, going through a period where you're eating less might help. Essentially, you're eating a lot of food all the time, which might maybe lead to some digestion issues and Taking a step back from that, eating a little bit less might help your digestion a little bit. Again, we're going to break these down in a minute, guys. I don't want to just leave those hanging there. We'll get a little bit more in depth in just a moment. The last reason you might hear somebody prescribe a mini cut is for an improved P-ratio. A P-ratio is, is the percentage of muscle to fat that you gain per pound. Essentially, a better P-ratio would mean that for every pound you gain, more of that is muscle, and that is a that's a pretty good thing. I mean, we, we as we're gaining, we'd like to gain as much muscle as possible compared to fat. So that's just like, if you can improve the P-ratio, that would be a wonderful reason to stay on the leaner side. Spoiler, it turns out to not really be a thing. We'll talk about that in just a moment. So some of my thoughts on why you might not want to do a mini cut, maybe. And again, before I jump into this, this is my opinion. There are some great coaches out there who do mini cuts, prescribe mini cuts for their clients. Some rationales for doing mini cuts in competitor situations, perhaps. Um, I personally am going to tell you why I don't think it's worth it for most people, but that again is my opinion. And I also said most people. And so there are some circumstances and we'll talk about those as well. So first reason would be that it's usually the net loss that you end up with is in my opinion, more trouble than it's worth. Now I'll start by saying you will, if you do this correctly, net out some weight loss, you absolutely will. I didn't say the net loss is zero. I said, it's more trouble than it's worth. I think people forget that four weeks of aggressive dieting is not fun. Like most people can barely adhere to a regular size deficit. And they, we have all these people signing up for mini cuts because it sounds like this cool advanced thing, but you have to eat really low calories for four weeks to actually get something meaningful out of it. Let's say you do four weeks and let's say you're being perfectly adherent and let's say it is an aggressive diet. Maybe you lose six to eight pounds. That's a pound and a half to two pounds a week, right? And that would mean you have been absolutely perfectly adherent to an aggressive diet for four consecutive weeks. I don't know if most people can do that, but let's say you can. You probably gain at least a couple up to several, maybe, you know, like three or four pounds of those back right away because a lot of what you lost and a lot of what you'll gain back when you go back to your surplus is glycogen, water, and stomach content. And so maybe you lose six to eight pounds. Maybe you gain two to four of them immediately back. And okay, maybe you're whatever. It could be anywhere from two to four pounds down, two to five pounds given my estimation there you might decide that that is worth it. You might, but it costs you four weeks of discomfort and you might've had other options. Uh, to me, it just feels like we, I've, uh, that scenario I've just laid out requires absolute perfect adherence to an aggressive diet, which already like uh, uh, sections off most people of not either wanting to do that or not being able to do that or not, whatever. I'd say not wanting to do that, let's say. Um, people can do whatever they set their minds to, but this might not be something that's worth it to you to get a couple pounds off 
Um, cool. That's number one. Reason number two is that people are already flipping, flipping, flopping, flip-flopping more than they should. Like flip-flopping between gaining and cutting and never sticking to something long enough to see it work is a big reason people spin their wheels and don't hit their goals. Like at the first sight of gaining a little weight, they want to cut. At the first sign of getting lean, they want to gain. It's like, man, most people just need to freaking stick to something. And if you're going to stick to something, it's the muscle building thing that you need to stick to. It's the building muscle and spending more time eating more that you need to stick to for longer. Building muscle takes a lot longer than losing fat. Like if your goal is to build muscle, this is the side that you need to stay on for a longer period of time. Um, and so flip-flopping at the first sight of discomfort and you uh, you know, gaining a little bit more body fat than you want is probably not the best thing you should do for your muscle gain. Um, again, if you do everything absolutely perfectly, maybe in the long run, it doesn't make a huge difference uh, either way. But I think a lot of people out there are thinking, you know, I've gained a little bit of body fat and I've heard about this thing called a mini cut and I'm really, really uncomfortable with like three extra pounds that I've gained. And, you know, I'll do a quick mini cut and then I'll go back to it. It's like something that you heard somebody say once and now all of a sudden you're just using it as an excuse to go back to your restrictive ways. Like, um, I'd bet more people out there who are thinking about doing a mini cut would be better off just continuing to, and we'll get to what I would probably do instead. But man, just at least consider, am I using this as an excuse to just get back to cutting because I'm more comfortable in restriction than I am in abundance? Like, are, uh, am I using this as an excuse to go back to my restrictive ways? Like, yeah, you're doing this to build muscle. This whole process, you're doing this to build muscle, this surplus. But there are also other good benefits, reasons to stick, reasons to, reasons for forced discomfort, let's say. Like, one of the best benefits, I've been coaching people for a long time, yeah, one of the best benefits of going to a surplus is muscle gain, for damn sure, obviously. It's the main physiological function, that you, the reason that you're in this surplus. But intentional body weight gain can be, when I say a mind fuck, I mean, it can cause you good mental growth. You know, finding out, uh, you know, improved quality of life with more food, better strength, better muscle, better performance, better, you know, working on detachment or detaching emotionally from the scale, working on, you know, uh, uh, detaching your identity from your leanness. Like these are all good things that happen from a surplus. And I just think that if we hover mini cut over, you know, our heads, every pound that we gain along this gain phase, like we're never actually going to be able to, like if at the first sight of discomfort, you're like, ah, oh, just, you know, just mini cut. It just doesn't seem to me that you'll make those sorts. And I'm not saying you need to gain a whole bunch of weight and get super uncomfortable for a ton of time and, you know, gain a bunch of weight. Like that's not, the, that's not the only way to get those benefits. What I am saying is if you are, if you have mini cut in your back pocket and at the first sight of gaining a couple pounds, that's what you pull out because, you know, you can't bear the thought of having slightly more body fat than you do right now. I don't know. doesn't sound like the happiest life to me. Next two, we're going to talk about the P ratio and the digestion. You know, again, P ratio, people will say doing mini cuts or staying leaner during your gain phase will improve your P ratio, meaning that if you are leaner as you gain, you will gain more percent muscle than fat. This is something I believe, this is something the whole fitness industry believed at a certain time up until fairly recently when the Stronger by Science guys um, decided to take a look at it. And the truth is, it's just not really a thing. Um, this idea of, hey, if I'm leaner, I'll gain a higher percentage of muscle to fat just doesn't really pan out when we look at, uh, we take a really close, uh, we examine the research closely with detail. Um, you know, I'm not saying you need to go job of the hut mode to gain as much fat and as fast as possible. Obviously, that's not the point. 
And yes, I would advise people to stay in relatively healthy body weight ranges, which is vague, I know, but I uh, uh, staying, I'm not saying you shouldn't stay relatively leaner, relatively leaner in general. And so staying relatively leaner in the gaining phase could make some sense depending on where you are, but this is not your only option. So listen, if you wanna, if, if staying in a healthy body weight range is important. Just don't tell me you're doing a mini cut to optimize your P ratio. You're not, you're not, it's not a thing. It really is not. Now the digestion thing, people are like, oh, Jordan, I really need to give my digestion a break. It's like, do you though? Like, do you actually need to give your digestion a break? Like, do you really have symptoms of needing to give your digestion a break? Or did you just hear somebody else say this and so you're, you're gonna use this as an excuse to go back to your old restrictive ways? And it feels like I'm like calling people out here, but man, I've been coaching people for a long time and people are like, yeah, you know, I really, I feel like I should do a mini cut. Like, my, my, you know, I'm really having not so great digestion. Now, that might be possible. I'm with you. There are gonna be people who are legitimately saying that because they legitimately feel that. Is a four-week aggressive diet the only way to give your digestion a break? Like, this doesn't seem like it's the only option. You're like, well, my digestion's not so great today. Probably need four weeks of really low calories. Like, it sounds like that's not your only option. Maybe you can do a couple of days of deficit. Maybe you could do a week at maintenance. Maybe just maintenance. Maybe you could do other things to your diet, the overall composition of your diet. A lot of times people feel digestive issue, have digestive digestive issues when they go into a surplus because they're still eating like they're in a deficit and they have so much high volume food, so much high fiber food that it's causing them digestive issues. That might not mean you need a, a mini cut. That might mean you need to adjust the overall satiety of your diet, maybe incorporate some higher calorie foods, some lower satiety foods, some lower volume, some lower fiber foods. And so there are other options. This like, oh, I need to give my digestion a break. Do you though? Like this might be a side benefit, but you are not... You are not doing a mini cut to improve your P ratio and you're not doing a mini cut to improve your digestion. This is not true. Uh, there are other ways to do those things. So what might you wanna do instead? And I guess this is a good time to pause and say, you don't, this is not a podcast that you can't do mini cuts. Of course you can do a mini cut, you can. Just freaking think about why you're doing it and think about what your other options are. Are you doing this as an excuse to just go back to your restrictive ways because you're afraid of any shred of extra body fat? Because if you are, then you're just never gonna get where you wanna go, you're just not, you're gonna keep flip-flopping between gaining and cutting and it's really gonna be a bit more of a merry-go-round than you actually building a bunch of muscle. And so what you might wanna do instead is focus on gaining slower. Gaining slower and for longer without taking a mini cut. Maybe something like 0.5 to 1% of your body weight per month. If you're 200 pounds, 1% of your body weight per month is two pounds per month. If you're 150 pounds, half a percent of your body weight per month is three quarters of a pound per month. Like this is slow stuff, guys. This is a slow surplus. And we know that you don't need a big surplus to maximize muscle growth. And so we know that you can gain slow or you can gain fast. And the biggest difference between those is gonna be extra fat gain. And so gain longer and gain slower and then do a real cut less often, AKA less flip-flopping, right? Start getting a little comfortable being uncomfortable. Again, you don't need to, let's say you're 150 pounds and you gain to, you know, uh, like you gain to a certain weight. I'm not gonna say that you can't mini cut. I'm just gonna say, man, could you, you know, in the future gain slower for longer, do less flip-flopping, get into a better groove of things and maybe see better results with spending less of your life aggressively deficiting, which again, you know, there's two scenarios here. There's the scenario, there's the discussion of what happens in a bubble when somebody adheres 100% perfectly to something. And then there's the realistic nature of working with real people, which I have been doing for a long time, seeing that, man, four weeks of an aggressive diet, most people just are not going to perfectly adhere to that. 
you're better off gaining slower and cutting less frequently for longer, more meaningfully, not flip-flopping and getting a little bit comfortable being uncomfortable in pursuit of your best gains if, if that's something you're interested in. Now, times I might be okay with aggressive dieting is maybe you set out to gain slow, but you gained way too much too fast. Things got out of control. You had a vac- couple of vacations and you know you set out for this like 0.5 to 1% of your body weight per month, but you're up seven or eight pounds in that first month, whatever. And you're like, man, I really like blew it out of the water this time around. I've gained too quickly. This isn't where I want to be. I'm kind of off course in terms of the um, like uh, percentage of body weight per month, that trend. And you're like, let me do a mini cut. I'll come back down in body fat and then I'll recalibrate and we'll do it differently the next time. That is That makes sense to me. Do I think that that's your only option? I still don't because I still think that person who's like eight pounds up, let's say, whatever, um, they could do a mini cut. They could, but now we're still talking about somebody needing to adhere to a four-week aggressive diet, all of which they're gonna net out not all of that weight because the minute you go back to eating more, especially a surplus, you're gonna fill right back up with glycogen and water. You're not, you're not losing eight pounds and then keeping all eight of those off as you go back into your gain. Like you will immediately gain some of those back when you go into a surplus from the fact that you're in a surplus and glycogen and water and stomach content. What you might wanna do instead is you might just want to, at that moment where you think you've gained too much too fast, you might just wanna hang out at maintenance. Like let's say you're, you've been in a surplus and you realize, okay, I had my calories off and I gained way too much too fast. Instead of doing a mini cut, why not spend two months at maintenance at this higher body fat? We know that that body recomposition happens more optimally at higher body fat levels. And so you might just hang out. So let's say you were trying to gain two pounds a month. So that's six pounds in three months, but you gained six pounds in the first month and you're like, ah, shit, I went too fast. But what if you go to maintenance for two months at this new body fat level? And now after three months, you're at six pounds up exactly where you want it to be. And instead of doing it nice and evenly over three months, you gained it all in one month and then had some really nice higher body fat level body recomposition uh, for the next two months. Like that option, I just want you guys to know, is not necessarily physiologically better or worse than doing a mini cut, right? Maybe that person did a mini cut for one month and then went back to gaining. Like, are they gonna be in a different place five months from now? Probably not, probably very, very similar. But it involved not doing a four-week uncomfortable aggressive deficit. Like, I just feel like we need to focus on that part as well. Like, I'm not, like, you should at least, you should consider options that don't involve doing a deficit that you probably can't adhere to or or that you might not adhere to. I'll throw people a bone. Maybe you can adhere to it. Um, Just like, we're talking an aggressive diet. We're talking more aggressive than than most diets you've done in the past. Um, and so if you think about how adherent you've been with those and then it has to be more aggressive than that and then maybe you can come to terms with that. Um, I just feel like people forget that part. They're like, what are the physiological advantages of mini cut? Should I do it? It's like, okay, maybe there are some. Maybe, I would say that there probably isn't, but um, you also have to freaking do the deficit. You have to do the aggressive diet. Now, just as those words come out of my mouth, I was making a couple notes. I thought to myself, well, it sounds like I'm against aggressive dieting in general. It sounds like I'm against this idea of doing a, a, a shorter, more aggressive diet. The irony is I'm actually not against more aggressive dieting. I think the, the aggressive diet research is pretty interesting, especially for people with higher body fat levels. But I don't think that that correlates to somebody who's already kind of lean, doing a, doing a gain phase, and then wants to do a mini cut. I don't think that that is a similar thing to somebody actively trying to lose weight for just weight loss purposes, taking on an aggressive diet, 
for its trade-offs in time for effort. Like I don't think aggressive dieting is inherently bad. I don't think it's bad for you. I don't think something bad is going to happen to you. Um, yes, I think it, you'll be less likely to be adherent, but it's the same with driving fast. Like driving fast, you're more likely to crash, but inherently there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you're just more likely to crash, which you could say is something wrong with it, but it's just something potentially wrong with it. Um, and so it's, it's interesting, this divergence between aggressive dieting in general and mini cutting. I think the point of the mini cut is to get back to gaining. So there needs to be something specifically benefit about them benefiting you in that context. Um, and for most people doing a short aggressive diet, in my opinion, is not worth it because you're probably not netting out as many pounds as you think. And you have to be actually adherent to an aggressive diet for four weeks, which already loses a high percentage of people and rightfully so, because it's difficult. Um, I think people are flip-flopping more than they should. I think people need to stick to something and stop at the first sight of going in a direction that you know, you're know you a little bit uncomfortable with, going to the other side. That's not how you're gonna make your best gains. I think a lot of people are using it as an excuse to go back to their restrictive ways. They feel slightly uncomfortable. They gained a little bit of body fat. They're so emotionally attached to the scale, so emotionally like identifying with their leanness as like a, a, an important part of who they are. And so at the first sight of body fat gain, they're like, oh, just do a mini cut because I've heard this is like some super advanced thing that I should be doing. It's like, mm, the peat ratio thing, not really a thing. The digestive health thing, that might be a thing. That might be a benefit. You might feel better digestion when you mini cut, but that's not a reason to mini cut. You can probably get some of those digestive benefits or all of them doing something else. What about one week at maintenance? You probably have great digestion that week or shifting the overall satiety of your diet can improve your digestion while maintaining a surplus the whole time. So again, just to wrap this up, this isn't about right or wrong. Mini cuts can be okay. Some people are gonna have amazing, I'm no, I know someone's gonna DM me, be like, hey, mini cut really worked for me. Okay, that's awesome, it's possible. Just want people to be thinking about the trade-offs. Remember, whatever somebody's gonna tell you the benefits of a mini cut are, it requires a four-week aggressive uncomfortable deficit. Now, that might be worth it to you. I can't say if it's worth it to you. Personally, it's not worth it to me. I've seen it not be worth it to other people. That doesn't mean it doesn't get to be worth it to you. It can be worth it to you. I'm gonna stop saying that because I think you get it now. Um, it's about trade-offs. It's about informed decision makings. Like you're allowed to agree, disagree with me. You're allowed to do mini cuts. All I'm hoping is that this podcast gave you some thoughts, some things to think about when you're considering it. All right, talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical. If you liked the episode, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media or left a five-star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. If you ever want to get in touch with me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Jordan Lips Fitness. I'm always around to chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.